Welcome to the Become Revolutionary Show, where we pull back the curtain and talk to successful entrepreneurs and industry leaders about their journey to success, the process of entrepreneurship, and the adversity they've encountered along the way. With your hosts, Charlene and Noel, and their amazing guests from all over the globe, you will feel right at home and part of the entrepreneurial tribe while hearing about the ups, downs, curves, and missteps in these stories and how it all ultimately contributes to success in business and life. Join us now as entrepreneurs support other entrepreneurs. Stronger together, further, faster. Welcome to the Become Revolutionary show, where we talk to you about how to get over those hurdles to become revolutionary in life and business. We're your hosts, Noelle and Charlene, and today we'll be talking about how to think unbroken. That's right. And today we're joined by Michael Unbroken. From Homeless to Hero, he is the author of the best-selling book, Think Unbroken. He's a coach, a mentor, and educator for adult survivors of child abuse. Michael spends his time helping other survivors get out of the vortex to become the hero of their own story. Michael hosts the Think Unbroken podcast, and he's on a mission to end generational trauma in his lifetime through education and information. So thank you so much, Michael, for joining us today. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Excited. Perfect. So, okay, so you're doing all of these big things in the world. How, what inspired you to start a podcast? Is that where it began for you? Because I know that you have a lot of different businesses, but where did it actually start? What's the story behind it and why? Um, well, you know, I've, I've always been an entrepreneur and for my whole life, I've been building businesses. It's just the one thing that's made me happy trying to find a way to make money. Um, for a long time, I made money in a way that was not fulfilling working for a fortune 10 company. Um, and I wasted and squandered every penny of that and think unbroken kind of came, um, really like a, a shower light bulb moment, you know, kind of situation 3am after a sleepless night. And I was like, well, what the hell am I supposed to do with all this chaos of my life? You know, I grew up homeless. Um, my mom was super abusive. I was a drug addict when I was 12 years old. Um, you know, I got kicked out of high school. I don't have a high school diploma. Uh, you know, the list goes on and on and on. And you know, it's like growing up in that environment, you're set up for failure. Uh, just from the statistics, I should be dead or in jail, period. And it's like, you know, I looked at that. I looked at my life. I looked at the businesses I was growing. I looked at the fact that I was living a life very much on my terms. And, and there's always healing, right? Like I was kind of at the three quarter mark to where I am today. And it was just like, wait, you're supposed to like fucking help people here. And, and that, really began with, um, I was writing always have been by nature. That's where I begin. And I was writing blogs and people are like, Hey, that thing you wrote changed my life or that thing you wrote, I resonate with. And then it turned into that thing you wrote saved my life. And I was like, Oh shit. Okay. This is very interesting. And, and I realized, and I try to convey this to people, like I've never saved anyone's life except my own. And all I have done is give people the tools. So it was like, all right, what if I just keep putting this out here? It'll help people. And then that turned into um, creating a podcast back in 2018 that I pod faded on um, because I just didn't really get it then. Um, 
And so I was like, all right, a couple of months went by, I got serious about it. Um, and today the podcast is one of the top shows in the world. We've had some of the greatest minds on it. Uh, you know, John Lee Dumas, Tim Story, Tom Bilyeu, Anna Lamke, Gabby Bernstein, Amy Porterfield. I mean, I could name drop all day long, but you know, that shows really about helping people. And that became, since this is a business entrepreneurial show, I'm going to share something that became a funnel to multiple six figures in my business. Right. And people don't understand the impact of creating value in people's lives. And that then turned into me creating a new company called Pods of Purpose. But ultimately, it's all about service. It's all about... Get, I got to give people everything. My books are on the podcast for free. My coaching's on the podcast for free. My podcast is free. Everything is... It's just here. And so, you know, it's like people are like, well, what if you're an entrepreneur, you can't just give everything away. Nobody will buy anything. I'm like, you can go look at my top line revenue. I promise last year we did multiple six figures from the podcast alone. I'm not even talking about speaking. I'm not even talking about coaching. I'm not even talking about the other elements. I'm talking about only the podcast. So, you know, it's very simple when, when you have an idea, when you believe truly in your heart that you should be doing something, you should just shut the hell up and execute against it. Get out of your own damn way and, and find support to be able to grow it. Like Mm -hmm. I'll I'll tell you that everybody knows this. So John Lee Dumas, who is the host and creator of entrepreneur on fire, arguably the biggest podcast in the history of entrepreneurship. Um, I hired him for the most expensive 10 minutes of my life, literally. And I was like, I cannot believe I'm about to cut this dude a check for this much money for 10 (laughs) minutes. And I, I hundred X that. And it's kind of like, you know, you have to keep in mind, you don't know what you don't know. And the quality of your questions determine the quality of your life. And so you got to get a lot of clarity about what it is you want to do, what you want to build, how you want to show up in the world. And and you said it when you introduced me, my mission is very simple. Mm -hmm. My mission is not about making money. It's not about having a bunch of followers or being famous. My mission is about ending generational trauma in my lifetime through education and information so another kid doesn't have a story like mine. And that means by any means necessary. And so it's just been like this linear thing of like, here's where I started. Fast forward all these years later, here I am. And I've only put a, a, a small notch in that piece of like trying to create that mission. Mm-hmm. I know it's a long answer, but that's kind of like, no, that's amazing. And, okay. and, you know, there's so much in there, like your story, I mean, so vast, vast. And, and, and I know that probably seemed like a really quick summary to you. So I don't feel like it was a long answer at all. And it kind of lets people in to what you're doing, but if I can kind of back up a little bit, the question that I have for you that came up, um, during your last answer was, you know, how, how did you move past the trauma that like, how, what was the the process of overcoming? Because that doesn't happen overnight. Um, and when did you, I guess my real question is like, when did you decide that maybe you never had victim mentality, but like, when did you decide like, this is, I can change my story or I'm not going to allow this to, um, like encompass be the rest of my story. Like when did you kind of feel like you broke free? Yeah, totally. Uh, when I got tired of my own bullshit, Mm. that's when, when, when I got tired of playing the victim of pointing everybody, it's your fault, the community's fault, family's fault, mom's fault, Obama's fault. Like it was everybody's (laughs) fault. It was never Michael's fault. And until it was Michael's fault, nothing in my life changed. And look, everyone has a story. 
Everyone has yeah. a journey. You by all rights can play the victim. I, yeah. You should fuck. I mean, life's hard. I mean, my mom cut my finger off when I was four years old. My stepdad beat the shit out of me and put me in the hospital. I lived with 30 different families from eight to 12 years old. Right. Yeah. Uh, I was a drug addict at 12. Like, okay. And like mm-hmm. the thing that you have to understand, and this is an interesting space because what I think people fail to understand, especially in personal development and mental health right now, is this idea that everything should just be about like self-care. And, and I'm going to preface what I'm about to say mm-hmm. because I understand that it's not for everyone mm-hmm. until you understand that it is. At some points in this journey, you're going to have to put your own foot in your own ass. And you're going to have to push yourself in through the space of doing incredibly uncomfortable things that are outside of your current character. Because the only way you're going to get to where you want to go is by understanding first how you got to where you are, causation and correlation, making meaning of that, acknowledging it, and then doing something about it, right? There's a a really interesting thought that I've had, and I wrote about it in my first book, about standing inside of a house that was on fire and holding the matches. Like, that's Mm -hmm. what my life was, because at 25 years old, I'm working this company, Fortune 10 job, I'm making multiple six figures a year, I blew almost a million dollars, and I'm 350 pounds, smoking two packs of cigarettes a day, drinking myself to sleep, I'm high from the moment I woke up to the moment I went to bed, I'm cheating on my girlfriend, my brothers are like, never talk to me again, everything around me is a total disaster. Whose fault was that? Right. And, and that's the thing. It's radical responsibility. That's mm-hmm. not to say that the experiences of my life didn't lead to where I was because it did. I mean, it'd be stupid not to admit that, but there's a point in time where you have to go look in the mirror and you have to address like, yo, you're doing this. Nobody's making you fucking smoke these cigarettes. Nobody is making you cheat on your girlfriend. No one's making you be 40. Could you imagine being $48,000 in debt when you made almost a million dollars? Like it's just dumb. And so I was just like, you know what? I went one day, I woke up. It's a Saturday morning after arguably the worst night of my life. And I'm laying in bed. Keep in mind, I'm 350 pounds. I'm smoking a joint eating chocolate cake and watching the CrossFit games. Like if that's, that's rock bottom, it only gets lower if I kill somebody at this point, right? Seriously, my life was a disaster. That's the place that I call the vortex. Mm. And I, I pulled myself up. I went and I looked at myself in the bathroom mirror and I remembered being eight years old and the water company had come and turned our water off. And it's a blistering hot Indiana summer day, but they were always turning off our water, our heat, our electricity. We were getting evicted, you name it. And so it was just another Tuesday. And I I go in the backyard. I take this little blue bucket. I walk across the street to our neighbor's house. And for the first time I stole water. Mm. And I remember in that moment being like, when I'm a grown up, this won't be my life. And it wasn't my life in some aspects, right? I have an $85,000 car. I got a bunch of Sean John suits to age myself. Um, <laughs> you know, that, that's kind of my life. $500 dinners, it's gnarly. Like I'm doing stuff that people would never imagine. I never bought one book. I never took therapy seriously. I never got a coach. I never went to a seminar. I never did a conference. I never got education, nothing. 
And as I looked in that mirror and I realized that I was breaking that promise to myself as a little boy, I asked myself, what are you willing to do to have the life that you want to have? And the answer was no excuses, just results. And that meant that I was no longer going to negotiate with myself. I was no longer going to play the victim. And I was going to do the thing that I said I was going to do. So many people fail in life. I'm not saying you're a failure. I'm saying that you fail in life because you aren't fucking showing up. You're not doing the thing you know you need to do. That thing that keeps you awake at night and you're going to bed and you're like, I need to leave the relationship, quit the job, start the business, do the podcast, travel the world, leave the neighborhood, tell my parents, you know, I need space, like whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And instead of doing those things, you go to bed every single night and every single night it dwells on you. And then if you keep doing that long enough, when you die, you're going to die with regret. And that is a life unlived. And so what happened was I looked at my life and I asked myself that question and I took it very seriously because I realized like there was something in me that I'm supposed to be doing. And at that time, I mean, that was 12 years ago. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm a kid. And I was like, just do something. And that was the path. It was just a whole lot of execution against incredibly uncomfortable and different things on a long enough timeline that brought me to where I am today. Wow. Wow. What a powerful journey. And I love that you share so openly about that. And the one thing that's coming up for me a lot is, you know, did you ever experience a time where you were like, I don't, I don't want to share about my past. I don't want people to know this part about me because if they know this part about me, they won't X, Y, Z, accept me, you know, whatever the case may be. Did you ever experience a time that that came up for you? And if so, how did you move through that? Well, it it was never about other people. Um, It was always about me. It was always about, I'm not going to, in my thought process, it was, I will never talk about these things because that makes me strong. And you hear that all the time. Like people would look at my hand and they'd see this finger and they'd be like, what would happen? And you name it, I would make up an excuse. I would never be like, that's the thing, right? Because I was like, this thing doesn't control me. And then deep down, you're like, wait a second. Are you sure? Because I'm pretty sure you're 350 pounds smoking two packs a day. Everyone hates you. You're fucking asshole. Are you sure it's not impacting you? And and that was kind of the thing, right? I was like, okay, hold on a second. And, And it was none about the other people. And never was, never has been, still isn't. It's not about anyone else but me. And I eventually had made a decision to share my story publicly about six years ago. And the reason that I did that was, A, I was like, I need this off of my fucking chest. I've been carrying this by myself forever. But I'd already been doing a lot of therapy. Don't go and dump your life on the internet. It's a very stupid decision. (laughs) Sans having the support that you already should have in place to do that. Like I sat down with my therapist and I was like, look, dude, this is my plan. This is what I want to do. What do you think? And he goes, what are you going to get from that? I go, I think it's going to lift a weight from me Mm. because here's the thing. You know more about me in 17 minutes than people who knew me for 17 years. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and that carries a lot of weight and there's elements of my story. I will never share publicly. It's just too dark. I don't even want to put it into the universe. And so I've put a lot of clarity around that, but you know, everybody has a story. Everybody has this thing where they're scared of judgment. And I'll tell you this, my, my superpower is I am totally okay being publicly embarrassed. I don't care what people think about me. Like, if you don't like me, I don't care. If you love me, I don't care. The only thing that matters to me is that when I go look in that mirror, I care. 
That's it. And if you can get to that place in your life, and that's not about not valuing opinions. That's not about other people not being a reflection of where you are and acknowledging that. That's not about anything other than the truth that everybody has an opinion. You could do some, think about this. You could go donate a million dollars to a charity, right? Somebody would be like, who do they think they are? Like, what does that have to do with anything? We're so tied into what other people think about us that we lose track. And especially in business and entrepreneurship, people are always like putting, should I go and build this program? And they go and throw it on the internet. They get all these people's opinion. What does that have to do with you? Why are you asking business advice from your grandma who worked on an assembly line for 30 years? (laughs) Literally true. That's me. My grandma did that. What the hell does she know about business? Why would I ever ask about travel from people who've never been in the world. I've lived in 12 countries, right? I'm not going to go find out from Steve who hasn't even left the neighborhood he grew up in. Like you guys are asked, it's, it's not even permission. You're, you're looking for a reason not to. Mm. And that's the thing about this. Like people are like, well, should I share my story? Should I do that? I don't fucking know. Do the thing that your heart tells you you should do and stop asking other people's opinion. Yeah. We've learned that one the hard way for sure. And I think that is such valuable advice, Michael. Um, we, yeah, we have, um, yeah, we've learned that one the hard way. And this show actually is what has come out of that. We want to pour into other businesses. We want to help people not feel alone in the process of life, in the process of business. Um, you know, we were talking to our friend, Justin Shank the other day. And he was saying like, he's been through trauma too. And I, I kind of said like, do you feel, and I'll ask this to you too. Like, do you feel like you're, you're overcoming anyone that overcomes a trauma, um, kind of ends up being successful. And he said, well, there's, there's two things. One is like, how do you define the success and how do you define trauma? And, and that kind of shifted things for me because I was like, it's so true. Everyone has their own story and everyone has a trauma. So whatever, whoever you are listening to this today, what Michael's saying, you don't have to have been through what he's been through. Whatever he's saying is totally applicable to your life. Um, and, and whatever is holding you back. Would you say that's accurate to Michael? Yeah. I mean, and look, I, I, success is so dependent on each person. It's so contextual. My success and your success, I promise are not the same thing. Unless your mission is also in generational trauma in your lifetime through education and information, (laughs) then we would be on a parallel, but I'm going to guess that's not the fact. So for me, everything leading up to that is just executable, right? It's just actions. It's just doing the thing. And, and, and people always like, well, how do I know if I'm healed? How do I know if life is working? Like, are you, are you good with the mirror? That's the litmus test. Yeah. Are you good with that? Are you? Can you go look at yourself in the mirror and be good with who is on the other side? Because if you're not, go deal with the shit that's in front of you, period. Mm. Like entrepreneurship is such a great case example of this because I would argue that 98% of people are undervaluing themselves in the marketplace because they don't believe that they're worth more. Yeah. And those same people are not investing in themselves in a way that proves it, it, Grant Cardone, who actually invested in think unbroken, who's a business partner, who's, you know, the eccentric billionaire playboy guy, I guess not playboy because he's married, but he's eccentric billionaire. Um, <laughs> he and I were having a conversation one time after he invested in the company and, and he was like, what are you charging? And I told him, he goes, let me ask you a question. What'd you pay to get into my coaching program? Cause like he invested in the company. I just gave him the money right back. I was like, I want to be in your, this thing. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and he said something really interesting. We go, he goes, you sell how you buy. 
And I was like, that's really interesting. That's so true. So if you are not in a $25,000 coaching program, you can't offer a $25,000 program because you don't know what it's like to pay that kind of money. Yeah. Right. Right now, like, it's funny because I go and I look back, I'm such off of a tangent of your question, but I promise I'm circling somewhere. It's all good. <laughs> no, no, it's so, great. So when I started this journey, I wouldn't spend five fucking dollars on a book. Seriously, I wouldn't. Wow. I refused yeah. it. And now I'm like, how do I spend $500,000, <laughs> right? It, because it's, it's a shift. It's a yeah. mindset shift. And people are like, well, I want to be successful. Well, have you handled the mindset shit yet? People are like, I want to have a great business. Well, did you handle the thing that happened in third grade that keeps you from getting on stages and sharing Mm. your message? Well, I want to build the biggest business that helps impact and change the world and create revenue streams for my family and build wells in Africa and all this shit. Okay, cool. Can you go and sit down with the people in your life and tell the truth? Hmm. That's good. So um, tell us how you now want to like help other people with podcasts. So like that, this is kind of a shift from how I've known you anyway, like that this is new, Mm -hmm. this, right. This uh, pause for purpose. Is that what it's called? Pause for purpose. Yes. And so the, the mission behind that came because so thinking broken as a top 10 show, we're on pace to do a million downloads this year. We've had some of the greatest, cool. amazing people on planet Earth on the show. We, we, we do a daily show. We do 70 pieces of content across all the platforms all the time. You know, we'll, we'll do 10,000 downloads a day sometimes. Like, it just depends on the, all of it, right? And, like, it's crazy because we've been, like, number eight in Ireland, number 19 in Switzerland, number 42 in the U.S., number 32 in Canada, right? And that's against, like, fucking all these crazy people like Joe Rogan and, you know, Mark Maron and all these guys. And, and so people just started reaching out to me. This is going to really point back to what we were talking about a minute ago. People started reaching out to me and they're like, Hey, will you help me with the production? And I was like, you need to understand something. The average production time for a single podcast is between seven to nine hours. So I can help you, but I got to build this thing and I'm going to charge you for it. Yeah. They were like, okay, cool. Because guess what? The one thing entrepreneurs need time. You don't have nine hours. And so suddenly, and this is just people reaching out. I got seven shows under this and then 10 and 20, 50. We're going to build a a thousand shows in this network. We're going to have the greatest, largest personal development, entrepreneurial and purpose-driven podcast networking space on planet earth period. Why? Because think about this. What's my mission to end generational trauma through education and information? Well, I can't be the only one doing it. And so I said to myself, well, why don't I, since people are asking me to do this, make it a business. I didn't ask anybody if I should make it a business. I didn't ask anybody should be called pods of purpose. I didn't ask people what the price should be. I said, I'm going to sit down and make this shit. And so I did. And the mission is very, very simple. We want to help purpose-driven entrepreneurs grow revenue, their mission, their message, their vision, their voice, and their brand through podcasting. Because guess what? I don't share this often, but my background is actually 15 years of digital advertising and marketing. I've worked with so many Fortune 500 companies. I've built businesses. I've changed brands. I've increased revenue. I work with a company where in 2020, during the pandemic, we increased their revenue by 77%, multiple millions of dollars through branding. 
So I know what I'm doing over here. And in the change of the, I love, I love being on business podcasts. The, the change that's happening in social around marketing is that your ad budget is not bringing in the same number of qualified leads that it used to be. Algorithms are crushing you. Hashtag game is dead. Going viral on TikTok doesn't actually matter because in 15 seconds, nobody's going to remember who you are. <laughs> Webin- webinars are great, but you got to have a way to push them there. And podcasting is the and, and I would even argue YouTube to an extent, once you understand the algorithm, um, podcasting is the only true evergreen content marketing channel in which you do not have to worry about ad spend algorithms or things that don't matter. And wow. so I, I thought to myself really in depth, I said, wait a second, if I can bring in multiple six figures to think unbroken through podcast and I'm purpose-driven, why can't I help other purpose-driven entrepreneurs, coaches, speakers, artists, change makers, executives, and leaders do the same thing? And that's it. And that's all. It's just like, cause you know what, at the end of the day, entrepreneur Russell Brunson said this and I heard it like six years ago and I was like, Oh my God, he's so right. Entrepreneurs are going to change the world. Corporations aren't, they don't give a shit about you. I promise you Pepsi is not changing the world. Right. And so I, so I said to myself, let's come together, let's create this community and let's build a network bigger than iHeartRadio. Wow. Wow. We're going to do it. I have no doubt. I have no doubt. I believe in everything you're doing, Michael. Um, and there, there's something, you know, I've heard a lot of people that have made like transformation through other people say like, there was just something different about that person. And I knew that I had to follow them or I knew that I had to be around them because they had something that I want, even if I can't put my finger on it. And I'll just be completely vulnerable here and say, that is how I feel about my relationship with you. I'm like, every time Thank you. I listen to a podcast or I'm, or I'm on your socials, I'm just like, there's something that makes me want to be around you more because you've landed on something that I desire. And so I'm in uh, pods of purpose for sure. And uh, I hope that our, our audience would, will join us there. So if people are interested in that how can they how can they join you yeah. So you can go to podsofpurpose.com. I built a website in like 12 hours. So it's still a mess, but it's live because commit first, figure out the rest later. Um, and then there's a Facebook group called pods of purpose and look, it's, it's by application technically, like there's questions and stuff. Um, because if you're like, I want to talk about football, we ain't helping you <laughs> straight up. I'm not joking because that doesn't change the world. As we're, as we're wrapping up today, we've got a fun little game we're going to play with you. It's a little rapid cool. fire question, which is super fun. I appreciate you so much because I just love how real you are. I just love yeah. how you just, you don't hold back. You just let it fly. Here's what you need to know. Here is my journey. Be bold, be brave, be courageous, and step into the calling that's been put on your life because somebody needs your message. Somebody needs your 100%. light right now. In a world that's so dark and full of so much chaos and confusion, if you just find your light, you find that center and bring it to other people who desperately need that. So um, we just celebrate you for being so um, honoring to yourself and doing that. So thank you. Yeah. Well, As if everybody did that, the world would be a different place. Hmm. It would. And you're going to guide them there, which I think is awesome. <laughs> I want, I would love to hear just as a fun one. I want to know what was your most memorable. I don't want to say favorite, but your most memorable, impactful interview that you've done. As a guest or as a host? 
Mm. Didn't think about it. Whichever one, <laughs> whichever one. I'll give you two. Well, obviously this one, um, this is great. I, I, these are great questions. I love entrepreneurial minded shows that the baseline is in the framework of mental health. Mm-hmm. I do. I seriously, I mean that, um, what, what comes to mind immediately one getting Tom Bilyeu on my show, mm-hmm. Tom Bilyeu on think unbroken was a huge, huge, huge deal to me. Um, a, because he's my mentor. B, he's someone I respect tremendously. Um, and C, he doesn't do podcasting that often. And it took a long time. You know, if I could teach anybody something about that, be yeah. persistent. I am annoying. I pro- like, I am <laughs> annoying. You don't believe me? Ask Amy Porterfield. She'll tell you. But guess what? She's on the show, yeah. right? And 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 that, that comes back to this idea, like, no. This is context. Please, God, do not take this out of context. No does not always mean no, right? No means you don't agree with what I'm trying to offer you yet. So give me a minute and we'll get there, right? right? And so that that comes to mind. And I got mad respect for Tom and literally everyone who's been on my show. It took me four years to get Tim's story on. Four years. Wow. Just context. Um, and then the, I was just on actually mental illness happy hour with Paul Gilmartin, which is like the number one mental health show. So I would, I flew to LA to sit in his office for 45 minutes and then flew home. Um, I tried, I emailed Paul again, this is another case scenario for being annoying. Um, I emailed Paul 32 times. Before You're amazing. He, that before is, he let me on the show. Wow. That is so cool. Do you know Sean Malone? We had Sean Malone on the show and he, what did he say, Charlene? Consistency and persistency. And like, that's what I'm seeing with you right now. Like yeah. don't give up on being persistent. Hungry mouths. Like, like if you, if you've ever heard this quote, uh, closed mouths don't get fed. Yes. My grandma also always said the squeaky wheel gets the grease and that fits with this one. <laughs> well, that does, that does, but I don't think that hits as hard because like yeah. we'll suffer through a squeaky wheel. How long are you going to be hungry? Right. 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm hungry. I need to be on that show. I need that guest. I'm hungry. I want you. Right. I'm now, I'm, I'm now around 15 emails to Grant Cardone's assistant. Whoa, there you go. There it you might go. take 150, 10X. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. He will be on this show, I promise. Wow. So oh, so much fun, so much fun. Okay, okay. go for it, Noah. Let's rapid fire this. Okay, so, just yeah, here we go. Are I you thought, ready? Let's do it. Okay, chocolate or vanilla? Oddly, it's changed to vanilla recently. Mm. Oh, so good. You are the first vanilla, but I would agree. Uh, what's your favorite song? Of all time. Um, so it, it's probably a tie. Uh, 23 by Jimmy World and King of Fucking Everything from Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> I want to know your walkout song. What's your walkout song? My walkout song is actually Roar from Katy Perry. Oh, nice. Oh. Yeah. Didn't see that coming, did you? No, no I really I didn't. <laughs> If you were a DJ, what would your DJ name be? Or maybe you have been a DJ for all I, I have, know. <laughs> I have not been a DJ, but I would I actually steal it from Tom Segura. I'd be DJ Dadmouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is the most impressive thing you know how to do? This. Yeah. Handsome. Um what terrible movie do you love? 
Oh, um, I hate terrible movies. Um, <laughs> no, actually, pro- it's terrible subjective. Um, I would, I would probably yeah. go to like off the cuff movies that people would normally hate. Um, so I'd say Grandma's Boy. Okay, never seen oh, it. Never heard. It's of a, it. it's a stoner comedy from the nineties. Oh. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Um, bit more of a serious note. What is the best advice you've ever received? Um, I'll, I'll give a quick context to this. So I didn't graduate high school. My girlfriend calls me on that home playing video game. She's like, your name's not on the list. You need to come to school. I drive to school, walk upstairs, Mr. Bush's classroom, top corner of the building, business teacher, irony of all ironies comes out. I go, how dare you fail me? He goes, I didn't fail you. You fail yourself. And then he said this to me, said, what you need to understand by about life. If you want something, you have to earn it. You can't get by with your charms and your good looks. It's the greatest thing anyone's ever told me. And he made me go to summer school and it was the most embarrassing experience of my life. Wow. Oh, so good. With you though. Yeah. So good. What's the next big thing for you, Michael? Everything. All Um, of it. It's, you know, again, it's all tied to that, to that goal, right. And generational trauma. So until that happens, I don't know, there's nothing else to do. Amazing. That's the power of friends is that following your yes forward. So whatever's coming up for you today, whatever's inside you that's bubbling and you've stopped yourself a number of times from doing it. It's that voice in your head, like Michael's saying at 3am that wakes you up. Go deal with your stuff. Go share how you how you hurdled that bridge. How did you get across it? Share the tools, share the resources, share the thoughts, share the muck and welcome people into it so you can help them across. All we need to do is just reach one hand back, just one hand back, pull yeah. somebody forward. That's what Truth. I believe strongly we're meant to do on this planet. And then connect with Michael. If you don't know how to make that a business, he's going to show you how. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, we're stronger together. We go further faster. Thank you again, Michael, for honoring us with your time and your wisdom. We appreciate you so much. We wish you many blessings on the journey ahead. And we look forward to learning from you in Pods of Purpose as well. My pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Become Revolutionary Show. If you're enjoying what you've heard, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Become Revolutionary Show.